Welcome to Be The Embodiment Podcast, a space for the emerging businesswoman ready to reclaim her power and unapologetically step into her full embodiment. I am your host, Danielle, a business mentor helping women to embody their purpose and structure their business for success. Each week, women will share their experiences, knowledge and insights, opening up about their journey of business and life. If you are looking for real conversations that make an impact, you are in the right place. It's so good to be back this week. I am excited for this chat. Uh, Today, I am joined by Kylie Robinson. Kylie is a goal-oriented entrepreneur, salesperson, and recruiter with over 13 years experience. A coach, mum, wife, and efficiency enthusiast, which I will be asking more about later. So welcome, Kylie. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm excited to be here. Yes, it's so good to have you here. You have this positive, bubbly, bright energy, which I love. So I'm excited to have a chat with you. Thank Um, you. You're so sweet. (laughs) First of all, I'm intrigued what efficiency enthusiast is. Can you tell us more (laughs) about that? (laughs) Yes, um, I guess... Um, I'm, I'm the oldest of four kids. I am incredibly type A, like everything you expect of an oldest child and efficiency is everything to me. I don't, I put systems in place so that the things that I don't want to do, I don't have to do as much or as often or have them take as long. Like I want efficiency so I can get after the things I want to do. And that's actually kind of the tagline for my business is I want to help people simplify what you have to do so you can do more of what you want. And so that's kind of my, like, what I'm after all the time. It's funny because just last week we were on vacation with my family and my mom was like putzing around the kitchen and couldn't make a decision on things. And, and I was like, I'm just going to take my family to the beach then. Like, we're just going to go. And I I was like, I was getting frustrated. My brother looks at me and goes, Kylie, efficiency is not the goal here. And I, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, what? Yes, it is. It's always the goal. I don't comprehend what you're saying to me right now (laughs) (laughs) I'm the oldest too so there you go you understand (laughs) yeah I understand (laughs) I think I think with the goal having efficiency though that's how you get things done I guess I mean if you don't and I mean I guess you can go to the complete other end of the spectrum where you're like go 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 non-stop and you forget to live life However, having that efficiency also gives you drive. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think you can take anything to an extreme. So we yeah. don't want that either. You know, you've got to I'll, I'll say it this way. Um, I've read this book on speed reading, like trying to speed read. And I'm still interested. I, I didn't like apply it as well as I should have when I read it several years ago. Um, but the purpose of me doing that was so that I could take in more books because the the books on deck just continue to grow. <laughs> and I was like, well, I just, there's so many books in the world. I want to be able to read them all. And then my dad kind of challenged me. He's like, well, what's the point of reading them if you don't give yourself the time to like soak them in and to understand what's going on and to be able to implement. And so I feel like there's, there is a balance there. I think it's a good thing to be able to speed read. Maybe I'll, the book I'm reading right now, I'm not in love with. I would kind of like to speed read it because I'm halfway through and I'm like, okay, I'm getting enough out of it that I'm going to finish this, but I wish I could like speed up this process a little bit. So there's situations like that, but then there's other things. It's like, no, you need to 
soak in this book. You need to, you know, dwell on it and only read one chapter at a time and set it aside or reread the same books because they're so good. So I think that that's an example there of where, you know, efficiency may not be the goal. But for me, efficiency is the goal and all those things that I have to do. What is yeah. the most efficient way to do the chores in my house, to batch social media posts for my business? Um, uh, maybe it's batching podcast interviews. You know, what are those what are those things that we can be efficient in that we don't maybe love but have to get done so that we can have that extra time, that extra margin for the other things? Um, for the other thing is you can't be efficient necessarily. Well, you can't do some things quickly. You can yeah. still be efficient in them. So the creative part of your business, um, like I said, reading, journaling, um, all, some of those like proactive things that your business needs from you as a leader, those things you, you need to set aside a proper amount of time for. You may not be able to do them in a hurried way. Now, an efficient way might be time blocking and giving yourself the two, three, four, five hours at one time that you need to really delve into a project or or to journal, to imagine what your vision is and your goals and give yourself the space to do that. So there's still efficiency in that, but speed does not equal efficiency. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I um it kind of like a goal within a goal. So it depends on what your your outcome is as to whether you are like for you know you were talking about the books you know some books you might want to speed read or there might be a bit of text that you want to just speed through you, you don't really need to be taking that in however if your goal or your outcome is to be soaking it in you know relishing in it allowing it to to land speed reading might not be um useful in that in that scenario so yeah it's kind of like you have a goal within a goal so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What's set the intention for yourself? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. So you're an executive coach now and you help, uh, you help people get the most out of their life. What landed you in a position to be an executive coach? Ooh, that's good. I, um, <clears throat> um, I was in a network marketing business for 11 years and the, I don't know how it is where you are. I know how things work in the US and network marketing. It's kind of a love-hate relationship with most people. Like yeah. people either love it and they're on board or they're like, don't come near me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's worldwide. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I'm for network marketing because I learned so much when I was so green in that. I learned how I learned sales. I learned um people. I learned recruiting. Um I had a fantastic team. I learned training. I had great leadership. So all of these things, um, I, I think you can learn a whole lot being in network marketing. Do I want to do it again? Nope. I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> I got my, I put in my time. I learned what I needed to. I went down with the ship when they closed in 2020 and, and I'm good. And but it's through that it, it developed me into the person that I had people coming to me going, would you coach me? Would you guide me? I don't know what my next steps are. And so that's really just people saying to me, you know, I need a coach. I want you to do it. That's what led me there because I, I really didn't know that was my next step until people kind of started asking for it. And I said, well, I guess I've got something to offer from this experience. And then um, so I've been married over 10 years. And when we got married, um, 
we had a very clear vision for what we wanted out of out of our lives, out of our family. You know, we sat down and were incredibly intentional right off the bat with what we wanted our life to look like. And so we started setting goals for ourselves and we put this plan in place. And so with that, we got out of our debt. We were completely debt free. Um, we bought our house. We adopted our son from Columbia, completely debt free. Uh, I've written and published a book. Uh, last year we did the tri um, Spartan trifecta races. So these are just a couple of things that, um, because of these goals that we set early on, because we knew what this vision was and we had a plan and a program that worked, that's how we've been able to do all these things and create this life that we love. And so that's what I want to help other people do now too, is I'm so passionate about goal setting, but you've got to know where your vision is and all these pieces and components that go into it. And oftentimes what I realize, what I see is that people will set a goal because it sounds good, because it's what someone else wants for them, um, because it's what society tells them is the next step. Instead of just taking a moment to step back and go, what, it is, what is it that I want? What is it that me and my husband or me and my partner want to do together? Um, and then actually setting up a plan and setting those goals that work for them and move towards that. Yeah, amazing. We'll obviously come back to all the goal setting, but I do want to touch on the network marketing. As you mentioned, you know, there's this love-hate relationship with network marketing and a lot of people, and I, I guess for a lot of people, they've had bad experiences with people in network marketing or they've had a bad experience themselves with a company. And on the flip side of that, there's a lot of people that are in network marketing. It's at the end of the day, it's a business model. You know, it, it allows people the opportunity to have their own freedom, run their own business, you know, do things that they're a little bit more passionate about. So for any listeners out there who are either maybe starting in network marketing or are looking to build a business within network marketing, do you have any tips or tools that really allowed you to, to thrive within that environment? Uh, the book GoPro by Eric Worre was an excellent one that I read multiple times. So that's the number one book. Uh, that one and um, Dare to Dream, Work to Win. And it's Dr. Somebody Barrett. I forget now. It's been several years. Yeah, so yeah, those are the top two resources, I would say. Uh, yep. It is Tom Barrett. We'll find that. Um, we'll link those... it in the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, so if you're a reader, you know, audiobooks, definitely go that route. Listen, you know, read those two books. Um, the other, actually, I'm going to give you one more, and this one's not specific to network marketing, is um, How to Win Friends and Influence People mm. by Dale Carnegie. I inhaled that book for over and over for years. And the thing is with network marketing, if someone has a bad taste about network marketing because of another person, that person didn't know how to handle people and didn't bother to learn. Mm. That means that they were pushy and they were loud and they were obnoxious and they believed that their product's important and their sale or their party or whatever it is above the relationship with you. Yeah. That was, that was more important than serving you. You know, my, my model was, um, parties. We did in-home parties. Um, and, and my company was very focused on service. You know, they yeah. said, um, you can sell without serving, but you can't serve without selling. Yeah. And I, I took that to heart and got to a point where if someone had to cancel on me because there was a death in the family, there was an illness, there was something like absurd that happened. Um, sometimes it wasn't serving them for me to be like, okay, when do you want to reschedule then? Yeah. Sometimes serving them was just going, oh my gosh, can we jump on a call? Like, are you okay right now? 
yeah. and caring for that person and that relationship and how I left them feeling above all else. Yeah. And so I think that's the key in network marketing. It's like, you've got to love your product. You've got to understand it. You've got to be well-versed and well-spoken in what you're trying to sell, but you've got to care about the relationships above anything else. It's network marketing. You yeah. don't want to drive away your network. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is it's got to be relationship focused. And then, and then a company that's quality that, that yeah. has that same focus. So is it about people or is it about their product? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I'll, that's good advice. Let, let me add one more thing. Um, if you're going to be in network marketing, run it like a business. Mm. You are a business owner in that own it. Yeah. Um, when I was in it, I would have, I would meet other people in network marketing businesses and I was totally happy to partner with them. I would, we could trade samples, we could trade shows, whatever it was going to be, but I was not going to be the first one to offer it. If they didn't ask, then to me, they were not running it like a business. They weren't serious enough. So I would allow them to ask first. And then I wanted to see how they were running things, how they were communicating with me before I would agree to work with them and partner with them. So be that person. If I were to encounter you, are you running it in such a way that I would say, okay, let's work together. You're serious about this. Yeah. I think that's yeah, great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think it's Zig Ziglar who said, um, people won't remember what you said to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great quote. Yeah. I read on your website, happen to my life. Don't let life happen to me. And I love, I love that quote. It's, it's a phenomenal reminder to us all to, I guess, reclaim our power and and take control of our life over letting it take control of us. Um, and you were married quite young and, you know, you mentioned against all the naysayers and you found yourself, as you mentioned before, you know, a lot of debt. What do you believe helped you move through that? You, you mentioned goal setting. Um, let, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was 20 when we got married, my husband was 22, um, and he still had six months. He still had one semester left in college. So, I mean, we survived that period of time. <laughs> we just like <laughs> got through it. Yep. <laughs> um, I will attribute our, our plan for getting out of debt was Dave Ramsey, totally all him. Okay. Um, and so he has the, I mean, you can look at DaveRamsey.com, Financial Peace University, all that jazz. Um, I had actually taken his course prior to getting married. And then um, we took it together six months into marriage when we kind of got our feet under us a little bit. And we're like, okay, like this is what we need to do. Um, and so we knew we had a lot of things. Like I said, we kind of had this vision for our life and what we wanted things to look like. And I would say, we need to have this in front of us all the time. So I was on the hunt for a whiteboard. I said, we need to put a whiteboard in our living room with these things on it. And because we had no money, I couldn't just like pop over to Staples and grab like a $40 whiteboard. So we started going to garage sales and uh, we went to this one and I was like, how much for the whiteboard? Well, I didn't even read what was on the whiteboard. It had prices listed for the garage sale. He was like, um, that's not for sale. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and then, and then he's now. like, ah. Right. He's like, ah, take it a quarter. I was like, score. <laughs> if you don't ask, so, the answer is always a no. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You just got to go for it. 
<laughs> well, that whiteboard is in my living room right now to this well. day. And we've got it broken down. This is how we've always had it set up. There, We have it split in the middle and then two columns on the bottom, one for um, long-term vision. And so these are just line item things that we see happening in our future. And we say long-term on that one because we don't know. Some of those might be 10 years, 15. Some of those might be two years, but it's not this year. It's anything past this year in the long-term. Yeah. And then we have this year, so 2023. And what our big goals are for this month, this year. And then on the top, we've got three columns. So the first one is goals for this month. So it says, you know, May 2023, what are things we want to achieve here? Um, to do's. So these are things like, oh yeah, don't forget to change the oil in the car. Yeah. Just just those normal, like grown-up things you need to do that, like we need to not forget to do those this month. Yep. <laughs> and then the last one is business. What are the big goals for the business this month? So that for that top whole section is focused on this month, but just different priorities. So um that sits in our living room. Um, like I said, to this day. And that way it's so in front of us that, you know, we're we're sitting watching TV or we're both sitting there reading a book or we're in and out of the room all day long. It allows your brain to think about those things more often. It helps your subconscious work on them when you're not working on them. And I can go, hey, I was thinking about that one. And here's my thoughts on that. Here's how we can get after that. Here's an idea. And it really just opens up more conversation than if we wrote it down in a notebook and didn't touch it again. Yeah. Or if it's in my office, but not my husband's office. That doesn't make sense. Like we're on the same team. We live in our living room. Yep. Let's keep it in front of us. Um, so that was kind of the start of setting all these goals. And then for the debt, we um we both grew up with money struggles <clears throat> in our families. Um it was, you know, one extreme or the other. And and we both felt those struggles and those those stresses. And that was one thing that was really important to us is that we didn't want to put our kids through that. If at all possible, we wanted to set everyone up for success. Um, so the first step in that was getting out of debt. We knew that, you know, doing anything else, if we out of order was going to just mess with that, that we would not set everyone up for success. So um we moved from Texas to Rhode Island. He got his first job out of college. And that's when we were like, okay, we can actually make this happen. And we decided that in two years, we were going to pay off the $44,000 in student loans. And that's all the debt we had. So we we're like, it's just student loans. Like we can do this. Um, December 31st is when that deadline was that 24 months. And we were not there. We didn't mm -hmm. pay it all off. And that was, that was frustrating. I mean, even the beginning of December with the amount we were like, oof, it's not going to happen. Like we've been busting our tails for two years and it's not going to happen this month, but it did in February. You know, it took us 26 months to pay off that debt, even though the goal was 24. You know, I, I like to ask people like, was that a failure? Should we have thrown in the towel because mm -hmm. we didn't meet our deadline? No. We were that we were that close. Yeah. So we paid another chunk in month in January. We paid another chunk in February and we paid that off completely. And that's one of the lessons we learned is just because the deadline moves, just because you you missed the time frame that you put on yourself doesn't mean it was wrong, doesn't mean mm -hmm. that you failed, doesn't mean that you quit or throw in the towel. It means you missed the deadline and you're a human. Yeah. That's okay. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that 
so often we don't allow the humanity of goal setting mm. in, in what we're doing. You know, yeah. sometimes life happens. Sometimes your direction changes. I mean, gosh, what if something medically terrible had happened to one of us? I think we would be more focused on that than getting out of debt. And that would be okay. That would mm. be a good thing in that case. Yeah. So it's focusing on what's your season of life? Like set that goal. What am I going to focus on? And then allowing for life to happen and adjusting as necessary for what's important. Yeah. There's a few things in what you just said. And I think the first one, you know, your story about fighting the whiteboard and, you know, knowing that you were in a place where you were just surviving, you know, getting through your husband, getting through college and, and things like that. But you found a way essentially out of no way, you know, you, you didn't have anything set out, but you found your way and you just started taking that one step, you know, going and finding a whiteboard. Like you said, you couldn't go down to the shops and buy one. You didn't have the money. And so you found another way. And it's funny how things work sometimes because you you walked into a garage sale and the item that you wanted wasn't even for sale, but you ended up walking out with the whiteboard. And so, <laughs> yes. you know, you, you take away a lot of lessons from that. You know, like I said, if you don't ask, it's always no. And so that's right. Um, I guess being able to have the audacity to, to go forward regardless, you know, knowing that you have this, you mentioned before vision and this goal and, and just going and finding a way. And so I think that's um, really commendable to be able to to do that. And, yeah. and then mentioning, you know, people giving up on the deadline. I think that is really something we see a lot of. We, we tend to focus on the fact, okay, I've got a deadline. You know, it was the 31st of December. If I don't meet that, I'm a failure. I might as well just give up. But you were so close. It's like that, that image that we see of the, um, the two people digging and one's like literally right there where the gold is and the other person is like continuing and and it's like yeah like you, we give up just before that change yeah I mean I, I've seen it and that's why I speak into it so much yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I think what we I think social media has a negative impact on the speed of which we think things are mm. supposed to happen. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a list of like celebrities and how old they were when they finally made it, you know, yeah. when they became whatever. And it's like, it doesn't have to happen at a certain time. So really it's, what is the, um, what is the clarity of your vision and what does it really mean to you? How important is it to you? Because if you're not willing to keep going, then maybe you're not that committed yeah. because it's going to be, it's the discipline to keep going. Yeah. It's the sheer commitment to whatever it is that you want. Mm. You know, if it had taken us four years, we still would have gotten out of debt before we did something like buy a house Yeah. before we pursued international adoption, because, you know, those are things we didn't want to drown. And so that was number one importance to us of what our first financial step needed to be. Yeah. So I think it's really taking a hard look at, is this something I want for me or is it something someone else does? Yeah. And this is, uh, I feel like this could go right into like your health or weight loss very quickly. Like, yeah. you know, that's a challenge. That's a struggle for people um, where, you know, wherever you are, like no one's happy with their body. There's always something. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, and what is the change you want to see? Are you actually willing to put in the work to get there or not? Yeah. You know, do you, um, I would say probably most people aren't morning people. Do you actually want to be a morning person or you just want to talk about being a morning person? Or are yeah. you actually willing to do the hard things that it's going to take to get you there? Yeah. Uh, you can you can say that to just about anything. Uh, do you want to write a book? Are you willing to do what it's going to take? That might mean early mornings. It might mean staying up late. It might mean taking time away from your family. Um, it might mean hiring an editor and putting money out there. Whatever it is. Yeah. Let's look at – we got to set the goal – and then look at the reality of what it's going to take to get there. And are you willing to deal with those sacrifices and consequences or not? And if you're not, then let's change it. There's no harm, no foul. Yeah, It's your life. Yeah, We can adjust as necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, we, and, we, sorry, continue. No, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, you know, when you mentioned the whiteboard and um, I read a book when I was 15 years old and there was a challenge in there that messed with my mindset. And it was like, instead of saying, we can't afford this. It was, how can we afford this? Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to adopt that mindset of how can this be done instead of it can't be done. Yeah. Yeah. I think that reframing is really important. And, you know, just going back on what you said before, you being willing to sacrifice and, and live with those consequences of your goals. And if you're not, then that's okay like you said, it's your life. And I think we we put so much pressure on ourselves to achieve these amazing goals and sometimes they're not even ours or sometimes they're not even what we really, truly want. We just think we need to want those things to, I don't know, feel, feel some kind of um, hole or get some validation. And so, yeah, in the first instance, it's finding those goals that really talk to you and really feel aligned. Yeah, and I would say I've had I've had clients who are like, I want to be a great dad. Cool. We can set a goal around that. Yeah. Like, is that something you really want? And, and this this one client in particular, he he was like, okay, how? And we had to really break that down. I was like, okay, first off, what does a great dad look like to you? What is a great dad doing? Do you know a great dad? Are there certain characteristics in that person that you want to copy? Um, what are some, you know, what are the actual steps we can take towards that? And for him, um, for that season, I think it was like three, the next three months, he was going to do a yes day with his son. He was going to spend so much time with him weekly working on a project and he was going to read one parenting book. Those were goals to help him develop into the kind of person he wants to be. Yeah. So goals don't just have to be business and numbers and strategy. Or they have to be strategy, but just they don't have to be, um, I guess, just numbers. Yeah. It's what, what, what do you want out of your life? Who do you want to be? What do you want to do? And what do you want to have? Yeah. Those are the three things you want to focus on and you can set goals towards those. It's just a matter of breaking it down and figuring it out what that looks like in your head yeah. and then translating it into action steps. Yeah. Yeah. When we think of goals, like, you know, the main goals people think about is like health, business, you know, maybe family, maybe relationships, but a goal can be anything. Like it's anything that you want. It, it, your goal could be, I don't know, grow a vegetable garden like you can yes. have you know you can have any goals that feel feel good for you that that 
move you towards the life that you desire to live. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it you want to go? And you said, you know, like I said, with social media, it's like, you've got to do these grand Mm. things. There's like this competition and it's just, it's internal competition. We're creating it for ourselves. Um, heck, if I saw someone growing a vegetable garden, like you said, like, that's a big deal. I cannot do that. I don't want to do that. I cannot do it. I would like to buy your vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) If the world is ending, I'm coming for your vegetable garden. I'm selling your vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) Like I want to live next door to you and buy yours. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Set that goal. Go after it. Have fun with it. That's that's for you. Mm. And your life is for you. You've got one shot at this. What are you going to do with it? Amazing. Okay, so you have somebody who has a vision. They they have this idea of what they want to create in their in their world. What process do you, I guess, provide to break that down into the actionable steps? Yeah. Um <clears throat> we've got to reverse engineer it. So just like my whiteboard, um, where we have that long-term vision played out. Um, okay, what is one thing you can do this year that moves you towards that long-term vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's what goes in this year's goals. Yep. Now I will say um, you're a multifaceted person. So you've got all these things. You've got business or your career. You've got relationships, uh, health, uh, personal development, personal growth, um, <clears throat> all the uh, finances, yep. all these you know, pieces that fit together to make you, you cannot have three to five goals in every one of those areas. Yeah. You will not, you'll end up spinning your wheels. You'll, you'll end up spinning your wheels, getting nothing done, or you'll get the couple of things that were really important to you done. And those probably should have been the only goals to begin with. Cause now you're just going to feel frustrated that you didn't get the other list done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really hone in on, okay, what's important to me right now in this season. And then from there, once you have this year's goals, then, um, now, what can I do this month that is going to take me towards that? And then same thing. What can I do this week that's going to move me towards this month's goals? What can I do today that's going to move me towards this week's goals? So mm-hmm. that's just kind of how you break it down backwards. Um, <clears throat> the other thing is I work through the SMART acronym, you know, set SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, um, I'm going to play relevant Realist- and time yeah. bound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And what I have found with these is that most people have a hang up with one of them. I don't know how to make it specific or, you know, that great dad thing. How do I measure that? And so I work through with people how to ask the right questions to kind of pull that out of you. Yeah. So I'm going to give you guys a freebie here. All right. (laughs) So with specific, you want to ask what, where, and why. Mm -hmm. This is your opportunity to really parse it out. What is this goal? What is the thing? Where is it going to take place? And why am I doing it? Yeah. Measurable is how. How Mm. will you know that you're done? How will Mm. you know you have achieved this thing? Okay. So like being a great dad, like that's, that's a process, but how will I know that I've gotten closer to that? What are the Mm. characteristics I need to see? What are the actions that should be happening? Mm. Um, Achievable. Okay, this is there is a difference between uh, an impossible goal and a stretch goal. Okay, so what I mean by that is um, <clears throat> I set a goal for myself last year to do the Spartan 
trifecta races. So this is a set of, if you do all three races in a calendar year, you get the trifecta medal, the whole thing with all three of them. Hmm. So the first is a 5k with 20 obstacles, a 10k with 25 obstacles and a 20k with 30 obstacles. Now I work out, I am fit, I am healthy. I am not a runner. (laughs) (laughs) I, I hate running. I hate cardio. So for me, mentally, this was an impossible goal. Okay. Just mentally, because it was going to be a huge challenge for me to think that I could do this. I really didn't believe that I could. And that was where the challenge for me came in. However, when it came down to it, this was an achievable goal because I had all the tools I needed. I had the resources. I could get to the gym. I have the time to train. I had the support to do it. And I'm, my body is physically capable of doing it. Now, so that so therefore that was a, a stretch goal for me because it was going to take more mental and and just doing the work. Yeah. If I weighed 500 pounds and said I want to run the Spartan Trifecta this year, that would be an impossible goal. Okay, for this year. Okay, set impossible goals. Like I'm cheering you on. Let's do it. Let's get after it. That's not a good goal for this year. That is impossible. Yeah. Like if you try to do that, you will die. Let's not do that. Let's set a different goal around your health. Yeah. And that's okay. So that that's the difference between those impossible versus stretch goals. Yeah. Um, so that's how you view achievable. And then relevant, does this matter right now? So I share a story. Um, somebody that I follow, I listen to her podcast, all these things, Christy Wright. She shared the story of somebody she was interviewing who said, hey, I'm going to read 30 personal development books this year. And she was like, oh, that's so smart. I'm going to do the same thing. Like, what a great goal. I love to read. I love personal growth. Let's do it. So a couple months into the year, she has not read any. Mm-hmm. And she's getting frustrated and more and more discouraged. So she finally stepped back and goes, I have two small children. I have a full-time job. I'm married. I'm going on a book tour and I'm a speaker. And I'm traveling like crazy. Yeah. This is not a good goal for right now. Mm. Like, this is a good thing. It might be a good thing in the future. It might be a good thing if I lessen that number, but this is not a good thing for where I am right now. Yeah. So you've got to take stock of where you are and go, does this matter? And does this matter right now to me where I am? Yeah. And then the last one is time bound. So this is when and who. So when are you going to do this by? <clears throat> Set that deadline. And who are you going to tell? Because mm. we've got to have that accountability piece in there. Yeah when and who. So we, you know, we, we have that vision, we break it down, you know, for the year, the month, the week, the day. <clears throat> and then we walk through these and we account for the humanity in there. And then, so we've got that whole plan set up and then stuff's still going to happen and that's yeah. okay. And that's where that coaching piece really comes in. And so that when you're feeling like a loser, when you're feeling like you can't get it together, that you're hitting that brick wall that, you know, I'm there to say, keep going. It's yeah. okay. Do we need to adjust? Is this still important to you? Where are you headed? Is your vision in front of you? That's where you have that coach piece that that comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to pivot if required. And that doesn't make you a failure. It means that things are changing. We as humans adapt and, you know, like you said, adjust. So we are coming up to the middle of the year. And so this is, you know, around about the time that people start to either A, realize they didn't set any goals and start to freak out because the year's almost halfway through, or B, they've set goals and they haven't looked at them since January. 
Or maybe they're on track. Maybe they're somebody who has that type A, they've set their goals, they're on track, they're going well. I guess for each of those, and it might be the same thing across the board, but what process do you maybe have or some tips that you can give people in reassessing, reflecting on their goals mid-year? I think it's important to reflect all the time on your goals and what they are. I think there is this like magical thing that's going to happen January 1st and you better have all your goals in place and ready to go, like whatever. Or, you know, oh, I'll start that again on Monday. Who cares? Start it on Tuesday. Yep. You know, there's this hashtag I've I've used it. Never miss a Monday, like your workouts. Okay. You know what I did today? (laughs) I'm still going to work out tomorrow. Yep. I'll probably work out on Saturday to make sure I get my five in for the week because that's my anal thing, but that's okay. I used to get, when I worked in an office, it was always, I'll start my diet on Monday. It's like, why don't you start it today? Yes. You have a prime (laughs) opportunity right this minute. (laughs) Like why wait? Your life is happening right now. Yes. Yes. Oh, and it's so funny that I think it was this month, May started may 1st was a monday and i was like oh, oh okay. it's the start of start, start of a week and the start yes, of a month, and the month. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it all and you're right like so january exciting. like i don't think i set my goals this year until i think it was about february by the time i sat down and was like okay now i'm ready to to go again so yeah yeah we, definitely we had have a year this. like that yeah oh go ahead go no, i was just gonna say we definitely have this like mindset thing of certain dates and times that we must have it all planned out. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, I'm a goal-setting coach. And last year that happened to us. We just, everything hit the fan in January and it was just beat down week after week. And I looked at my husband and I was like, this month doesn't count. We're starting our year in February and we will have goals by then. Yep. And you survived. And and we may, I'm still here. Yeah. Lo and behold. (laughs) Um, So there's definitely this, weird stigma we have around like beginning things at the beginning of the year, the month, the week. And, you know, I can argue that all day long, but it's what you're going to decide to do. So our whiteboard, like I said, that top section is all the month. Um, Whether it's 15 minutes or an hour, we sit down every single month and go, okay, what needs to happen this month? Now we've got it down to 10 or 15 minutes now because we've done this for so long. We can just fire back and forth. I can even fill it out and go, Hey, please review, make sure we're on the same page here. So I think it's important to actually be viewing your goals every single month. So if it's July, let's look at July. If you're halfway through July, great. You've got two weeks. What can you accomplish in two weeks that can move you towards something? Um, Okay. We've got six months left in the year. What do you want to see happen then? Like forget the last six months. It's not a big deal. Let's just focus on moving forward. How are Mm. you going to get better? Who do you want to be by the end of the year? What are some things you want to do? What do you want to have? And what are you going to do to get there? Yeah. So just just like you would at the beginning of the year, set them for right now. Mm. I know that that's um, when kids go back to school. I don't don't know if it's the same way there, but all the kids go back to school like mid-August. That's a great time for where parents kind of sit back and go, okay, let's like refocus, reframe. They've reset everything else, right? The kids have new wardrobes. They have all the the book bags and everything that goes with that. They've got the house clean there. The lunches are more perfect than they're going to be for the rest of the year. And like everything resets in that season. Why not reset your goals too? Mm. Why not sit down and take a look at that? 
pour a glass of wine, sit down with your spouse, make sure you're on the same page moving. And, you know, you might not be moving in the same direction as in he doesn't work in your business and you don't work in his, but do you have the same vision? Are you going on the same path? And are you supporting each other in, in where you're going? Mm, yeah. So it's just yeah. it's setting aside that time and being intentional with it in, in every phase. Yeah. You mentioned before about the different areas of life that we all sit down and we we goal set about. And you said, you know, we can't have three to five goals in every single area because you'll just end up in a corner rocking back and forth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think for most of us, we do get into that overwhelm of, okay, I've got, you know, five areas in my life and I want to achieve all of these goals. What do you think is like the sweet spot for people? I recommend picking two areas of your life. Yep. And no more than three goals in each of those. Okay. And what you have to ask yourself is what, which area, if I see significant, or if I see a significant change will have the most impact on my overall life. Mm, yeah. Be- because I'm going to hit this area really hard and I'm going to see X, Y, and Z happen here. Is that going to significantly impact my life in the direction that I want it to? Or is it just going to be like, I mean, that was kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Great. You know, fine. So what's going to have the biggest impact is what you're looking for. Mm. And that would go back to the season of life you're in that you mentioned previously. Yeah. 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 And communication is huge in this. Um, So maybe it's business. Maybe it's, okay, I have this huge goal I need to hit. It's going to require this of me. It's going to require some more evenings working. It's going to require less sleep. It's going to require my husband taking care of the kids more. We're not going to go on vacation. I'm going to miss some ball games. Some of those things that has to be communicated with your family. Okay. Here's what this looks like, guys. Here's what mom is going after. Here's what it's going to do for our family. Is everyone on board with what this looks like for this season? So that season might be two weeks. It might be two months. It might be two years, but put that deadline on it, put that expectation, get the family involved. So they are supportive of you and then get after it, but make sure everybody knows the reality of what's about to happen and communicate that with them. And, and then when you hit that, when you get past that season, whatever you've decided, let's say it's two months, then you know what? We're going to celebrate. We're going to go get ice cream. We're going to go on a vacation. I'm going to take you guys here. We're going to do whatever. Um, Get the family involved on what that thing is. Um, But make sure you're communicating if there's going to be sacrifice on everybody's part. Yeah. That's huge. And then also, why not have your family supporting you? Maybe it's not going to take a ton of sacrifice, but maybe you want them encouraging you. Maybe one of my favorite things to challenge clients with is um, get their kids involved. I've had clients from like, they're like, I'm going to start doing this every single day. I'm like, great. If you don't do that every single day, then you don't take your kids out for ice cream and you better tell them that. Yeah. And so I'll challenge them, you know, tonight at dinner table, you tell them if dad doesn't do this for 14 days in a row, you guys don't get to go out for ice cream. If I do it, then we'll all go out for ice cream. Mm. And so you better, better believe those kids are coming home from school every day and going, dad, <laughs> did you do that thing? Did you do that thing you were supposed to do? <laughs> Yes, kids don't forget for accountability. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, actually, that's a really good idea. I've never heard that before. Um, we miss the communication piece a lot with the people around us. We we get this idea in our head or this goal that we want to achieve, and we miss that communication. And so, flipping it a little bit and adding that accountability—that's really that's a really good 
Yeah. I do. Even yeah. Um, oh, I love that. Reading. I want to read so many, you know, books this year. And then your husband says, Hey, come watch the show with me tonight. I'm like, no, I'm on a mission to read 20 pages tonight to make sure that I hit my goal. You know, that's like, I'm not, I'm not shutting you down. It's not that I don't want to spend time with you. You are welcome to come sit in the other room and read alongside me there and we'll get some time together. Or, you know, I'm really looking forward to our date night on Friday, but right now this is what's important to me. And so that there's a, you know, that's something very small. That's not a huge sacrifice or anything, but it's making sure that your partner is on the same page with you and they go, oh, right. Go do that thing that's important to you instead of being bitter, upset, or not even understanding why it's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. We're saving marriages here. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Communication is key. <laughs> um, I want to talk about procrastination. Why do you think people procrastinate on their goals? They've set them out and yet nothing, nothing moves because your brain is in control and your brain is meant to do two things to keep you comfortable and safe. Yep. And so getting up when the alarm goes off is not comfortable. Getting to the gym is not comfortable. Making a cold call is not comfortable. <clears throat> Watching TV is more comfortable than reading a book. Our our brain has those those two things in mind. And so when you try to do something that's hard, it backfires and goes, hold on. No, I don't want to do that. And so our job is to push past that. And that's literally all you can do with it. We can't rewire it. Like that is the the very nature of our being is comfortable and safe. So we have to push past it. Now, sometimes you can develop new habits to retrain in certain areas. You know, your brain doesn't like getting up when the alarm goes off, but you for so often don't set, don't hit snooze. And you've Mm. recreated this habit. You've rewired a neural pathway. That doesn't mean it's fixed every area of your life. Yeah. Just that one that you had enough discipline for, for a season to, to just rewire that section, just that thing. Um, so that's where procrastination comes in is you're trying to do something hard and your brain says, "Mm -mm, I I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that thing. And my number one tip on this is, okay, let's look at your goal. What can you do in the next 20 minutes that'll move the needle? Mm. Okay. Let's, so let's say um, I want to visit <clears throat> Italy or France in the next year. All right. So what can I do? I can't plan a whole trip. I can't compare and contrast the two trips and make sure I know which one I want to do. What can I do in the next 20 minutes? Well, I, I can look up two, two blogs on each of them. I could look at, I could just Google what the best time of year is to visit those. Um, I could look up on Pinterest, a budget or an itinerary for each. I might not solve the whole thing. I might not, you know, move the needle all the way across it right now, but what can I do that will just move it a little bit? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lose 30 pounds in the next 20 minutes, but can I research which gym to join? Yeah. And that's where that breaking down that, year goal into the month, into the week Mm. is so important. Okay. So what are the things I need to do this week? Well, this week I need to, um, book a flight for this trip this week. I need to work out three times. Okay. But in the next 20 minutes I could call and get a gym membership. I can look up, I can compare flight prices for the first time. Yeah. 
So it's just getting it moving immediately. And a lot of times I see happen is there's excitement then and there's some momentum. Yeah. So maybe you start looking something at me, you start researching these trips. Um, Maybe an hour goes by and you're like, oh, that was really fun. That was exciting. I can't wait till I have this time tomorrow to, to continue this, to finish this task, to move the needle in that, you know, tomorrow. Um, you know, I booked it, I, I got a gym membership. That's so exciting. Or I, I reserved a book at the library that I want to read and that'll be my, you know, 27th book this year or whatever. It just, it gets you excited about what this thing is and moves you forward on that Mm. tiny little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, tend to take huge, we'll try to take huge bites at once. However, if we bring it down a little bit and it's just that one step, that one small step. And like you mentioned, you know, one step after the other, and that's where momentum starts. Whenever we try and achieve anything new or, or do anything new, there's going to be that discomfort and that requirement for grit. You know, we're not going to be comfortable all the time and, so as you mentioned, you know, pushing through and, and yeah, just taking that one step, taking the pressure off one thing. I think that's the, yeah. that's the best advice for most people out there right now. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like you said, we try to, we try to like shoot for the moon too quickly. It's like, okay, yeah. great. Like let's build the rocket ship first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's right. So just what is that small thing you can do? You know, yeah. reading reading so many books in the year, that's great. Can you read 10 pages today? Mm. That's that's all you have to do. You know, and if you can commit to 20 minutes a day, you can get after anything. Like yeah. I promise. I've, yeah. I've got a girlfriend right now and she coaches 22-minute workouts and she's killing it and she looks amazing. I'm like, that's fantastic. What a testament to 20 minutes mm, and what it can yes. do. Yep. Yeah, we think that it's going to take so long and it's going to be like we have to dedicate so much time and that's where the whole excuses of I just don't have time. It's like, well, do you have 20 minutes somewhere in your day, anywhere, 20 minutes? Do you get up earlier 20 minutes in the morning before the kids get up? Do you stay awake 20 minutes later when they go to bed? It's finding that that place for you, that that's that space. Yeah. 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 Definitely. This has been an amazing chat. We have discussed so much. Um, what's next for you? Next for me? Well, I am, um, as we talked about, I am coaching. So I've got a one-on-one coaching program for people who just need that little extra oomph of having somebody in their corner for setting that vision and and getting after their goals. And like I said, bringing that humanity piece in. But I also have a, a small group course that I do a seven step program to walk through how to do all of those things. And I just released, um, uh, my membership. So this is a space where, um, we have a community as well as a library of resources. So it's not just me saying, get after it. You can do it. It's a whole team of people. Cause what I found is that a lot of times people don't have the support around them. Their support system is not very supportive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or, or they have this goal that they know that, their support system is going to go really that. Mm. Yeah. And so I just want to create a space where, um, there's none of that there's encouragement and, but it's also where you can go, 
man, I'm really failing at this right now. And you've got the cheerleaders in your corner or this isn't working for me. What's a different baby step I could take. And you have those people there ready to jump in and encourage you and help guide and, and who are working on the same things, not the same goals. Everyone has their own goals and the direction they're going, but the same mindset of let's get after it together. Let's link arms. And Mm -hmm. then with that, comes a library or a resource library where I'm providing you all kinds of things like how to create a vision. What are the questions to ask yourself? What what does a vision board actually look like? Um, How can we schedule our day to make sure that we are putting the important things in there? All of these things that all kind of support this whole program and, and helping you get after what you want and create that life that you love and that you're proud of. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. One thing that always comes up is surrounding yourself with a network of people, those people on similar journeys, those people that can be your cheerleaders. And so that's that's really amazing. I think that would be, yeah, really beneficial for so many people. Yeah, that sounds amazing. We didn't even touch on vision boards today. We'll have to um we'll have to have another conversation about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's a yeah. controversial one. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And I think we could, everyone loves a vision board or they hate them. It's kind of yes. like network marketing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have one more question that I ask all of my guests. What does embodiment mean to you? I think it's um, becoming who you want to be. Yep. Okay. Just stepping into that and owning it, whatever that's, that is, like, I think of your body, like what, what kind of body do you want to live into? And then what does that look like in your characteristics? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I think you're a true testament to embodiment. You, you know, you talk about goal setting, the importance of goal setting, and you follow through on that. You, you practice what you preach. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been really value-packed and full of so much knowledge and experience. And yeah, I've loved having this conversation with you. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much, Danielle, for having me on here. It's been a privilege. (laughs) Um, Oh, before we go too, I just want to ask you, where can people find more of you? You've mentioned the one-on-one coaching and the group program, but where can people, people find you? Yeah, it's kylierobinson.com. We can stick that in the the show notes, but also I do have a freebie. It's five steps to stop procrastinating and break down your goals. So that's kylierobinson.com slash free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, get on the website and I offer a free call too. So for anybody who's like, I don't know if I'm on the right track or if I'm not, or if this program is right for me, jump on there and we will schedule a free call real quick and we'll dig into you know your story and what you're after and see if it's a good fit or not. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I have loved talking all about goal setting and the importance of setting aligned goals, making a way out of no way, and the discipline and commitment it takes to move towards your vision. Kylie has provided some fantastic tools that I hope you go and implement into your goal setting ritual. All of the links and resources mentioned are in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. To let us know how much you loved this episode, be sure to leave a review and share it with everyone you know. And remember, when we embody all of who we are, we create the ripple effect, and that is where true impact permeates the world around us.